Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's up, people? This is DJ. Hey, mi gente. This is Ish. And, and this, this is season, season two, two of Pero Let Me Tell, tell You. Salsa. Salsa es caliente. This is Ish. Um, so thanks for joining us. We unfortunately had a little bit of a weird week, a little bit of an emergency type week. So we didn't have a chance to record a new episode for you. But never fear, we will never leave you guys out in the lurch. We actually have our interview that we did with Darwin Figueroa from Fresher Fresh Presents Quebola podcast. Uh, this is actually an interview we did couple months back uh for his podcast after he came onto our show and so we've absolutely developed a total bro crush you know mutual admiration society type situation with with darwin we freaking love him he's fantastic and love that he invited us on his show so wanted to share that with you guys as opposed to leaving a week without anything and hope you guys enjoy it okay bueno without further ado here's fresher fresh presents que voila with pero let me tell you. ¿Qué hola un tiburón? From Cafeteria Film Studios in Miami, Florida, Fresh or Fresh presents Que Bola, where we talk to various movers and hustlers in South Florida who are popping off and succeeding, and in the process, how they're influencing the 305 culture. My name is Darwin Figueroa, and I am your host. I hope you enjoy this, and let's get into it, all right? Listo. 
Que pues mi gente, que hola. I hope y'all doing good. I hope y'all prospering. I hope y'all winning, having good holidays. To esa vaina, right? In this episode, we sat down with the creators of the Pero Let Me Tell You podcast. Super awesome guys, DJing ish. We sat down, we talked about how Hispanics are coming up in terms of political power, how Hispanics are coming up in terms of consumer power, how various companies are trying to market us, how they're trying to reach us and talk to us in various ways. Some of them in a good way, some of them not succeeding. We talked about all the various nuances that are part of the Hispanic culture, how everybody's different. We're all not the same. Colombians, Cubans, Nicaraguans, Dominicans, uh, Puerto Ricans, Venezuelans, Brazilians, Puerto, uh, Peruvians, Chilenos, everybody. We're all different Mexcla, but we all come kind of from the same cazuela. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this talk. It was really fun. And yeah, I want to thank you guys also for supporting and loving, all right? Thank you for showing that love. Yeah, let's get into this one, all right? Peace. The levels is good. The levels is good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So we in another episode of Pero Let Me Tell You. Nah, 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 nah. We right now in the Que Hola podcast with the cats, the cast and crew of Pero Let Me Tell You. Introduce yourselves. I call them Dish, but it's DJ and Ish. Please go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, this is DJ. This is Ish. And this, this is, is not, not Pero Let Me Tell You. <laughs> This is uh, uh is this? Uh, do you guys ever watch uh, BoJack Horseman? I've been meaning nope. to see it, but uh, I've never gotten around to it. Well, there's a there's a there's this thing in BoJack Horseman where he has this uh, other character who did something similar to him in terms of his career, and he always fucking with him like, oh, is this like a crossover episode? I was thinking the whole entire time before coming in, is this a crossover episode? It's totally a crossover no, episode. Yeah. It's like like you were on our podcast, now yeah. we're on yours. Yeah, it's yeah. like Marvel and DC. Yeah, okay. for real. Who would be Marvel? Who would be DC? I've got more DC artwork on me, so I'm going to have to go with DC. And I'm not into either, but because he's my co-host, <laughs> I'm going to go with DC. Yeah. Kyrie and I like Marvel, so we felt, we so felt we're, right we're, we're, we're good, we're good. That's what's up, man. So tell me about you guys. You guys have the Pero Let Me Tell You podcast. You guys recently started it. It's going in on your, you're going on your second year now, right? Or have you no, finished off your first No, we actually year? started in February. Yeah, this is like our 10th month. We're about, <laughs> yes. We're about to finish your first yeah. year. Yeah, my, our first year. That's why I thought yeah. it was like going into your second Well, Well, we, we've been talking about it for yeah. about, I don't know. 72 years? It feels like 20 years. <laughs> we've, been, we've been friends for... We could almost say this almost thirty years yeah. okay. since we were kids. Yes, which is weird because we're only sixteen. Right. Oh shit. Yes. Damn, so we were friends man. in utero. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We're um we're like Benjamin. What is his Benjamin name? Benjamin Button. Button. Yes. <laughs> and what part are you at right now? Are you at the sixteen. We um we became friends in uh, Riviera Middle School. When Yo, we started shout out to Wachete. 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 I'm proud. Yeah. Sixth grade. Um, we met twice for the first time. Mm-hmm. Which is very interesting. That doesn't happen to a lot of people. Nice. Yeah. And um, we've always had like a lot of chemistry, and it's funny because although we're very good friends, we kind of a lot of times see things very differently. Mm-hmm. Um, even if we get to the same destination, we take different routes to get there. Oh, I like that. That's nice. Yeah, <laughs> that's really pretty. And um, we we would always say like we'd be great if we had our own show. Uh, yeah. Like a talk show or right. whatever. Since before podcasts were even a yeah. thing, okay. and now that you know podcasts exist and anybody could have a show, <laughs> actually he was the one who originally came up with the idea. And actually, he came up with better. Let me tell you in terms of the title. Well, I and feel like we both came up with it though. It, it all started. I was moving back home from. Yeah, I'm giving you credit. From I know, but I'm sharing the credit as a Leo. That never happens. Um, we were driving back from New York. I was moving back to Miami after living up there for a couple of years, and it was about two in the morning. No sleep. We were just still like plowing through because we were trying to get to our friend Melissa's uh, house in Atlanta. Atlanta. And we're like, 
we should do we should do something. We should have a podcast. But if we had a podcast, what would it be called? And we just started, you know. So it was kind of like a working session that drive. Okay, we'll call it we'll that call as opposed that. to trying I, I not to been, fall asleep and I die. I been driving yes. like 16, 17 hours straight. Because this one only drives. Whenever you're on a road trip with I him, he will never relinquish control of the damn no, wheel. I have to no. drive. Damn. And I, our goal was to get from New York to Atlanta nonstop. Right. And we did nonstop. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we did yeah. that successfully. No, and that was after stopping in Baltimore. Yes. At having dinner with having, another yeah. friend of mine in Baltimore and all that. But I was like, we're getting to Atlanta. And I became, I started hallucinating. He started I started seeing, seeing people on the road. People on the road. That I'm we're like, not there because it's a highway? I'm like, okay, I think it's time that we get to where we're going to because it's gonna end, not going to end well. Yeah. Hmm. But, but yes, that's so that, we And then around January, I basically, well, end of like December, beginning of January, I literally called him up one day and I was just like, do you really want to do this podcast thing? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, great, because I just bought two microphones. Nice. And, nice. And the rest is history. And that's how you guys launched. Yeah. Yeah. And who, who coined the, you coined the, the actual, better let me tell you. I guess so. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I'm horrible. I mean, he's better at remembering things than mm. I am. So. Cause I mean, I thought that, I mean, it's like everything. The title is key. Yeah. And I think that the title kind of tells you a lot mm. about what you're yeah. in store for. That's catchy. Mm. And, and yeah, that's, it, it was originally his idea, but obviously we built upon that. And what high schools did you guys go to? Southwest. Yep. Both of y'all Southwest yep. Eagles. All Southwest right, Purple Eagles. Pride. Yep, Purple Pride. Pride. That's right. Pride. <laughs> at the Westchester through and through, man. That's just running oh, through. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. We grew up at Verbal and Verbal, yeah. yeah. Sergio. I, I was to Cypress Elementary. He went to Royal Palm. Yeah. Um, and if not for that, we would have been together since elementary school. Three three one six five in the house. Wow, yes, bro. I I went to a Tropical Elementary. So. Did you really? Oh, yeah. wait. You were right there. Yeah, I went to Tropical Elementary. Yeah. I'm from I Westchester too. I'm just a hidden Westchester. Twice a week for the gifted program yeah which well, is special so i'm just saying it's, it's a fact yeah tropical used to be a had a gifted program yeah, remember yeah. that I, I wanted to be part of it but they didn't let me in i wasn't I, gifted I, enough okay miami yeah, day I, public schools yeah because i i feel like you're pretty damn smart so you yeah. should have been allowed apparently to. no but i guess i'm a late bloomer i don't know what the fuck happened yeah. so you guys decided to sh- shoot this off after what it like having life experiences because your show is primarily catered towards like current events and things with a Latin flavor, like yes. a Latin twist. What made you guys decide that's the format that you wanted to go on? Was it something that like from your from your careers that you guys mm-hmm. put put it together and said this plays off for my career? Or is it something that you guys like once again worked it out and said this is what we should go at? Well, I think he's an attorney and I'm in advertising, so no. <laughs> to the career. Oh, but I think to, to answer your question, it was twofold. Um obviously that's who we are. Yeah. So I mean it is what it is. That's mm-hmm. who we are. So obviously in a podcast, our our personalities and our points of view are gonna come you know, right. gonna I mean, be we're portrayed. gonna lapse into Spanish. But I think so. that one of the biggest things was and, and for me especially, I went to law school in the Midwest in mm-hmm. Michigan. And I felt that during the time I was there, I had to constantly be explaining to people what being Hispanic or being Latin is. Mm. Because for some reason, once you leave, I don't know, the tri-county area down here, everybody thinks that being Hispanic or being Latin means that you're Mexican and you put on sombreros and you celebrate Cinco de Mayo. Wait, we don't? And (laughs) I mean, we celebrate We've been doing this all wrong. Right. (laughs) And you eat spicy food. And I felt that I was constantly giving people like history lessons and, you know, cultural culture lessons of what it is to be Hispanic or Latino. And there's an entire continent under, you know, the United States that are of different, you know, cultures. And yes, we all speak Spanish and we're all Hispanic or Latino, but you know, we're all 
very similar but very different at the same time. So we thought that it would be great if one of the one of the things that we talk in this platform is you know talking about those nuances and you know the difference in that and how you know maybe you're Puerto Rican, you're Colombian, you're this yeah. and that and what your thing is and you know compared to ours and how again the similarities but differences and yeah. and kind of you know those stereotypes that are just so annoying. Right. Yeah, Anything? I mean, well, go, go ahead, go. no, I mean it's 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 a uh, it's something that is frustrating being Hispanic myself that people don't. Me, myself, I don't have a Hispanic look, you know? I get a lot of times, I get all kinds of stuff. I've been called Samoan. I've been called East <laughs> I Indian. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been called all kinds of stuff. <laughs> like, you know, some a friend of mine thought that I was from, like, Sri Lanka. Like, he, wow. like, he thought I was Sri Lankan. I, was I would like, love oh. to know. I don't like, even think I've ever given any thought to what somebody from Sri Lanka looks like. Well, so apparently it's somebody <laughs> like, like you. me, you know? Yeah. Okay. And then I've also been called Bangladeshi. And I'm like, mm, that's a new one, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm back. But it's one of those things where people don't know how to reference you. So since they don't know how to reference you, they don't know what stereotype to apply to you. Right. Because right. they're looking for a stereotype to right. apply to you. Right. So it's like, it's it's a big question mark in their head. And it's like, it's like a bomb. I see it in their face, a bomb. It's like, what should I do with you? You know what I'm right. saying? And, and it's sad because people don't have a reference. Yeah. You know, so like it's good that you guys are putting out these kind of references where people can say, OK, there's different um, ethnicities within Hispanic. You know, there's like different like different flavors of Latino and Latin American, like Absolutely. Haitians come from Caribbean, Latin America, you know. Yeah. So yeah. it's like that's I feel like they're like a twist on it. You know, West yeah. Indians también, like that's also part of like. Trinidad and Tobago is right next to Venezuela, man. Right. Literally, they're like, what, 30 miles apart? Right. So you're not going to tell me that you guys don't share cultures and shit of like course. that. Of yeah. course. We have more similarities and differences. Yeah. So and such a and at it. so something that recently kind of blew our mind was that, and, and we had this in a previous episode, um, we talked about Amarada Negra. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, she's Dominican, but okay. she was raised here in Miami. She's yeah. a total Miami girl. And she's black. She has an afro. And... Um, we were completely blown away at the fact that she considers herself Afro-Latina. Mm-hmm. Well, we she, weren't so much blown away by the fact that she considers herself that well, way. No, no, no. We, we weren't blown as, away by it. We, as we, the fact that people can't... People, people can't in, understand. In don't don't what understand what Afro-Latina means. How you can be And it's funny because both. being Cuban, I know that in Cuba there's people... Well, not well, we in Cuba, but, 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 in, but in Latin America, yeah. there's people that are blonde and blue-eyed that are Cuban, Mexican. Yeah. There's people that are black with a huge fro. There's we people have, that we are have brown. Jubans. And yeah. ju- we have Jubans. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I, that to me, that's very Everything. common. There's it's, Jewish Colombians, uh, Jewish Venezuelans. I, Mexicans. That's Jewish very Jewish common. Colombian. It's like, yeah, that so. doesn't phase me whatsoever. No. But a lot of people don't know what to do with her. Yeah. They're like, wait, wait, what do you mean that you're you're Afro-Latina, but you're black? Yeah, but I'm Dominican. And... I, him and I were talking about that. I'm like, but that's kind of like yeah. second nature, like Celia Cruz. Celia yeah. Cruz was black, but she's Cuban. She's but you're Latin. Latino, so you've been ex- uh, exposed to this. Exactly. So that's when people were like kind of freaking out about it. And she's got a lot of crap, yeah. you know, for um, that. for that. I was like, what is wrong with people? Like, what do you mean that you don't understand that? But I guess they don't. It's it's insane. Like put you in a box. No, yeah. I mean, that's the thing that people want to find a box to put you in, yeah. and if you don't fit into a box that they think that they put you in, it's like you blow their minds, and it's like, oh, what are you it's doing like, to me? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you guys put together the show, right, and you put together like the current events, how do you, do you decide some things are too dicey to talk about? Do you like 
do you decide on the current event? Was it, it's gonna be like what people? It's gonna be more enticing because right now when I see the like I like to keep up on news. I like keeping mm-hmm. up on current events, but I see a lot of Trump, 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 Trump everywhere, which mm-hmm. I know is like okay. Right. I know Trump shit is going off everywhere, but there's a lot of other things that are popping off that mm-hmm. I want to know right. about. Like well, what the fuck, bro? Well, like some, yeah. shit, <laughs> Sometimes we don't decide until the day that we're recording. Okay, where we're literally yeah. sitting there, and we're just like, what are we gonna talk about? Yeah. I yeah. think I think a big part of that is actually what you're saying with everything being so Trump focused. Yeah. We don't want to just become the Trump show, yeah. right? I mean, there's enough of that going around. So a lot of times we we purposely, if there's something huge that's going on, you know, like the Kavanaugh hearings yeah. or when the, the, kid, the kids, the at, kids the border, in, at the border, um, when we have separated. to address it just because if not, you know, Parkland, when yeah. that happened, we actually, the day, like right the day after we recorded an episode without planning it, obviously, because nobody mm-hmm. plans that, you know, we, we feel like there's certain things you have to talk about if you're going to talk about current events mm-hmm. or else you're just an idiot. Yeah. But I think on some level, we also purposely try to mix it up so that you're already listening to all of that somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And right. what can we really, at the end of the day, contribute, right? Mm-hmm. Plus, we do know that people are coming to us for a plethora of reasons. You know, we're, we're not entirely fluffy, mm-hmm. but we're not, you know, we're not a news organization. You know, we're right. not journalists. Mm-hmm. So we do try to mix it up. And honestly, in one day, our fa- my favorite one to use, and I know this is probably yours as well, you know, in one episode, we went from talking about like racial profiling mm-hmm. to Britney Spears versus Christina Aguilera. Yeah. yeah. Like we that was like, literally, literally one episode. <laughs> so we, to say we mix it up is putting it mildly, but that's, we make a very concentrated effort. But to, to go on what he's saying and, and to answer your question, in the very first episode, we both said that. Obviously, when Trump comes up, mm-hmm. I think it's very easy to know what our opinion and our position mm-hmm. is in terms of the Trump administration. Maga. But we're not mm-hmm. going to be one of these people that's like, you know, Trump is a fucking asshole and fuck him and this right. and Because that. that's not discourse. And because that's not discourse and that's also not who we are and there's plenty right. of that. So if we're going to talk about Trump and the administration and something we don't agree with, we're going to do it intelligently mm-hmm. and, and in discourse. Although, well, he is. I'm just going to make some, sure. one time I did get... A lot of uh, black, you, but, black, well, because I said regarding the the separation of the children mm-hmm. um, at the border, I said, you know, if you think that you, if you're okay with that happening, you're what did I say, you're a son, you're, of, a bitch. You're son of a bitch, mm-hmm. and we got some hate mail <laughs> right. over that. But other than that, uh, we try to keep over it. Over the kinda, course of almost forty handy. episodes, I think that's okay. We, we try yeah, to keep cool, it. Kinda, you guys got hate clean. mail. Yeah, a a it, little bit, it, but that's good. It was, yeah, a, that's an accomplishment. It was a source of pride. I'm not gonna lie. But you know what? We've talked about Mira. We've talked about. Racial profiling, Black Lives Matter, um, the Me Too movement, that's yeah. been a huge one. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about... LGBT rights. rights uh, the, the school shootings. Yeah. Uh, so we've we've hit some really hard topics. topics yeah, but yeah. then we've also talked about, you know, Bernie Spears versus Christina Aguilera. Yeah. Service animals on planes. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, what are some of the other, like, just silly things. You know, yeah, those, those like, wacky news pop things. Culture pop culture stuff. type things. You know? you know, everybody likes a little pop culture. Yeah, in there. you know. I thought it's more like I thought it was more like oh this is what like these are things that gripe me like you know how, like uh, what's that show the one, Family Matters oh yeah uh, oh Family Guy where it's like this is what grinds guy. my gears yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought that you not that wrong. like your approach to the current events section of your show but I think we because I always say that basically when people listen specifically the part that's not the interview what they're listening to is literally just a phone conversation that him and I were gonna have anyway right. yeah. And now you're just in on the on the conversation, so that comes up naturally. Well, also about the things that gripe us, <laughs> we have um, the last segment of the show. We give a 
Last Coke of the Desert. Right. Which is a yeah. translation yeah. of La Ultima Coca Cola del Desierto. We give yeah. shout outs to people. Yeah. And sometimes when I give a negative shout out, yeah. I call it the gasless Coke. Okay. Like you're getting a gasless Coke. All right. um, and I've given a few gasless Coke to. I haven't given any, have I? No, you haven't. Okay. But you gave it to the Heifer Corporation organization. Okay. <laughs> which is a great foundation. You know, the Heifer Corporation, the Heifer Foundation is helping people subsist on you know livestock and you keep mocking them. I'm not mocking them. I just think they have a great name. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny so that so in terms of your 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 current events it's just spurring of moment you guys don't really plan that out i know in terms of your guests you guys have to think okay we're trying to bring these yeah. people on when you are gonna bring on a person how do you know what kind of person is gonna fit your your particular audience and your particular style uh in, in reference to other people i'm sure that you get hit up all the time for collabs and stuff like that so like you of course you do your due diligence and you try to find somebody who's going to be mm -hmm. along your lines what is that what's that criteria like or do you guys just like go like oh by like your instinct or do you guys have like a sit it out and put it on a whiteboard and shit like that <laughs> like, i think all of the above yeah, I mean, the first thing is, you know, we we, we want to talk to people who I think, number one, because we are kind of Hispanic-focused. So mm -hmm. are they either Hispanic or have a Hispanic angle? Mm -hmm. You know, they may not be Hispanic, but maybe, like, for instance, somebody that, you know, we may speak to an author who may not be Hispanic but has written a lot about, um, there's a particular author, you know, we're trying to get actually TJ English. Mm -hmm. You know, he's written a lot about Cuba and the Cuban mafia and the Cuban underworld. Mm -hmm. So he's not Hispanic, but he's delved in that world. So that's the angle. Um, but then aside from that, it has to be somebody that we would like to actually sit down and chat with. Now, we never know what's going to walk through the door. Right. Because mm -hmm. we could be like, wow, we're really excited to have this person. And then afterwards, we're like, man, mm, that was a little rough. Flat. That was um, rough. And we're going to have to do the magic of editing afterwards yeah. to make them seem interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because some people are very animated and they go along with like kind of, you know, yeah, how we are. Like you. But, I mean, yeah. you, but, you were a great interview for that reason because yeah. we felt... You, we fed off your energy, you fed off of ours, right. and it kind of just worked. Yeah. Right. The best type of interviews are the ones where, you know, you think you're going to ask all these questions. <laughs> and then as you start <laughs> speaking, you kind of go off script and just let yeah. it naturally be. And then there's the people that it's like, okay, so what inspired you to do whatever? My mother. Yeah. So um, right. where do you see yourself in five years working on the same thing? It's like, okay, well, thank you for right. being on Pero Let Me Tell You. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And then we just reach out to them. And honestly, on some level, it's a combination of... Hispanic interest and who says yes? Oh, well, what are the <laughs> things that interest you though? Like, what are the things that are interesting from your perspective that you want to? Because okay, so your show is about like highlighting your interest, but like in the Hispanic view, like from mm -hmm. the eye of a Hispanic. So like, what are the things that interest you guys that say these are the things that I want to like showcase and highlight? Okay, that's a great question. What I, <clears throat> in terms of the Hispanic angle, and yeah, as far as our guest goes, <clears throat> I I'm really interested in people that are either first or second generation mm -hmm. who are very much American and very much a product of the U.S., mm -hmm. but are Hispanic. Mm -hmm. You know, um, a great person, when you say that, that comes to mind was when we interviewed Martha of Miami. Okay. You know, Martha, uh, she created this T-shirt line, mm -hmm. you know, the patelitos, uh, yeah, the croquetas, yeah. the patelitos, the Cuban bread, which she tapped into something that was very very relevant especially to Miami mm -hmm. yeah. uh, in she, the advertising that's like she had an insight right because mm -hmm. I mean especially like you like yeah. you 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 know well, you, you know it's like being Martha. into cultures but, 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 yeah, it's like same, being same with cultures. your yeah. with your with your merch yeah. you know you do something similar right yeah. you do something very similar yeah. and what's interesting about that is that 
we're, we belong to two different cultures. Mm-hmm. You know, whether we think we do or we don't, we are in yeah, two we're different mergers. Yeah. We're a merger. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, what's it saying? You're too Cuban or one Hispanic for the Americans and too American for yeah. the Hispa- Latino or the Hispanics. And that's very true. We're kind of stuck in the middle. So I'm very interested by people who tap into that, into that kind of subculture, if you will. Yeah. Uh, especially with younger people because, you know, we're not one or the other. It's crazy, right? Isn't that isn't that isn't that basically like the the bread of what it's going to like the butter of what's going to become the United States, like those people because the yeah. vast majority of like Hispanic Americans which are going to go into the majority are going to be those kind of people, the yeah. people yeah. who 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 aren't completely like they're they're welcome but not like completely welcomed by the Hispanic yeah. side because you don't speak Spanish perfectly, like yeah. and you don't know te trabas when you say certain yeah. things. Yeah. Um, and then it's like the American side because the American side you just don't look like uh, what American right. person looks like. Yeah, but so it's, it's, so it's we're brown. Yeah. <laughs> well, but I mean, I don't know what this actual statistic is We turn brown anymore, when the sun hits us. But I think like initial projections was like by twenty. I want to say twenty twenty five, but I could be wrong. You know, Hispanics were going to surpass, yeah. quote unquote, you know, white people in exactly. terms of being the majority minority or whatever they want to phrase it. Is the white Hispanics? Because the thing is that that's one thing that people don't understand. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. But look at this guy next sitting next to us. Yes, exactly. But light I, hair, light eyes. I mean, okay, this goes into something that whatever. So <laughs> like, this is an acquaintance of mine, right? Um, and he's a white Hispanic, a white Cuban Hispanic. He's like blue eyed, blonde hair, but he has very conservative views and is very, um, how could I put it? He has like. He thinks he's a good old boy, you know, mm-hmm. but because he re- could pass because he could pass 100% until yeah. he's until he says his last Open, name until he opens his mouth right? until he opens his mouth and says and his, his last name. Rodriguez. And then it's like oh, Gonzalez. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're not it's, it's you're not from version. the old country. Yeah. It's the Hispanic version of the old gay thing where it's yeah. just like yeah, no, you look straight until you open up your mouth and a purse falls out. Exactly, yeah. it's the <laughs> yeah. same thing. So it's like, bro, this these situations arise where I'm like, man, why do you why do you take that why do you take that road? In, like, yeah, but I think with what you're saying, also, it's Cuban. Cubans, yeah, are very we're interesting. We're v- very, very conservative, more than any other Hispanic Latin, or Latino. Yeah. Yeah, Cubans are yeah. very, very. And when we say conservative, we're not just talking, I think, culturally, because I think Hispanics in general are all culturally Polit- conservative. We're talking politically conservative. Politically, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I mean, I'm the dirty Democrat of my family. The dirty Democrat. The dirty Democrat. I'm surprised I mean, they let you in the house. I mean, <laughs> let me tell you, when I was a, when I was uh, pero let me tell you, when I was a kid, we had family. We had family in Houston, uh-huh. okay, and they were Cuban, yeah. and you know we used to visit them a lot. And my, my parents and my, my family here in Miami would be like, porque tú sabes que esa gente de, mm-hmm. referring to my family in mm-hmm. Houston, los de Houston, ellos son demócratas. Mm-hmm. So no hables nada. Wow, no they were Democrats nada. in Texas? Yeah, they were Democrats. I know, right? <laughs> they, were Demo- they were Cuban tough. and Democrats in Texas. In Texas. But, but it was like, like, if it was a disease, <laughs> like, 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 trabajo, right? we're going like, to pretend that, you know, we're going to pretend that doesn't exist. But Cubans are very conservative. It, I mean, it's, it also has to do with do you think John F. Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, it's all damn JFK fault. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip it on you, actually. Do you think that's changing? Do I think it's changing? As generations pass. Well, I think what's happening is... Like our generation, let's say. Like you guys are tapping into that those people, those people who have been shunned by one side, shunned by the other, so they're creating their own culture. Those people are changing because what they're doing is they're getting 
little tidbits from both sides mm-hmm. and they're creating their own like lane their own type of their own type of like standing politically you know mm-hmm. they might be liberal on certain things but they might be conservative on other things Which is, so it's not like they're all yeah. not one on one side and all on the other side yeah and i think most people are like that but i also I mean, think i also think with the white cuban yeah because the white cuban settled in yeah. south florida miami yeah so here in this microcosm, mm-hmm. they are the privileged. Yeah, they are the white people. They are the white people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They are the privileged one. Yeah. So I think that also plays. Has, uh, yeah, has has something to do with with like, their with like the yes. way they're gonna vote and things like that. Yes. Because of course they're gonna want to keep what they have or, or like Absolutely. the power or whatever. And it is. they're also coming from a place where they couldn't keep what they had. Yeah, they're, they're conservative. So that, like, they went to private school. Yeah, which we did not. So, so that probably says a it lot about private us. Private school, you dress a certain way. So yeah, yeah you're you're the white man. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're like man. the white. But the thing is that when yeah. you step outside South Florida, then you get really quickly slapped when you oh, yeah. when you confront oh, yeah. somebody who's really about that life. Well, yeah. My you favorite is my favorite is yeah. when you hear people here say you know with like like profiling by police or oh but that doesn't happen that yeah. doesn't happen it's like no of course that doesn't happen because when you're pulled over by Officer Gonzalez yeah the they're not person. gonna yeah you they're not the gonna person. they're not gonna beat Rodriguez you yeah. know yeah. <laughs> That's the way it works in South Florida. I mean, that's funny because that's one side of South Florida people really haven't seen. People haven't seen South Florida as as like the like a reflection of the United States, which it is. It's a fucking reflection of the United States. Yeah. And just like in the United States, there's a white majority who have a certain control of power mm-hmm. and they want to remain in power and they want to keep mm-hmm. their their certain interest, you know, in play. Um, it's the same thing here. It's just that there's not white people because white people fled as soon as all the Cubans got here. <laughs> We're yeah. very loud. So like yeah. all the Cubans got here and Colombians got here and started with sure. a tiroteo with Coke and Cowboys. <laughs> they was like, yo, I'm out this bitch. We're out of here. <laughs> you know? Let me know how this works so, out for y'all. So with what you're saying, <laughs> exactly. my parents, the, the house my parents live in, which is a house that I grew up in and they still live in, in Westchester <laughs> yeah. on 112th Avenue. By Miller Road. Um, but why don't you just give them the address? Yeah, yeah. Buy, like, <laughs> um, my parent, when we moved there, every except for another house, everybody on the block was American. Yeah. Everybody. In my elementary school, everybody was majority American. I remember like, that. White. And mm. it's so funny because last year, the, the lone American lady, she passed away. Mm. That was it. She was the last standing wow. white woman on my parents' block. And, you know, just in 1981, when they moved to that house, everybody in that in that block and surrounding area was white. Yeah. When I was a kid, bro, Westchester was a white enclave. Yeah. It was definitely a white. I was like, I went to school and it was, I had white kids in my elementary school, at Tropical Elementary. Yeah. It was like I was the one who stood out when I was a little yeah. kid. And now it's like you're the I, exotic one. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, Darwin with the weird name and his little brown kid is like, what? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, Darwin, where are you from? Yeah, and you know, but and that's that also not of, a very Hispanic name either. Yeah, so Darwin's like, not yeah. a Hispanic name. That really fucked me up. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't. They had no clue where the hell to put you. Sounds Sri Lankan either. This is yeah. true. Well, I don't know what a Sri Lankan name would be. Yeah, so. I mean, shit. Darwin is a, cha- is a you know a scientist. So I mean, yeah. anybody can name their kid Darwin. So it's like one of those situations where and they I, still didn't let you into the gifted program. Yeah, that's what your it name was. was Darwin. I think it was. And those people like that growing up, that it, it, it expanded my mind. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Growing up with little kids who weren't all the same color, and like I had my friends who were like kind of brownish like me, but we we're all like little kids and we we're all little friends because like when you're a little kid, race and all that shit doesn't play nothing. Doesn't you know? matter. Well, but you didn't, you didn't feel as a little kid, you didn't feel different because I did. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Did I feel different? I did feel different, but I didn't feel ostracized by that difference. I felt I like I was I different, but I didn't feel like somebody was being different with me because I was different. Right. Like, I just felt I was different because I didn't look like everybody else. You know what right. I'm saying? So since, like, the vast majority of my friends, so wait, peers... Did, did all the Hispanic kids go to Royal Palm then? Because, I mean, I was okay. Like, no, <laughs> I didn't I mean, feel different that way. But the way. thing is that, like, my class was made up of... I would meet a lot of different kids growing right. up. In the, and that was just my, my home school because I grew up in Westchester. Right. So, like, that kind of exposed me to different type of thinking from very young, you know? Mm-hmm. So, it, like, prohibited me from, like, being like, oh, I'm only going to be, like, this kind of... You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm sure that that kind of ex- like played its part in your life because you're you guys are grew up in the same experience, yeah. right? Now after college, you said you went to like Midwest college, right? Yeah. After college, what made you say oh, I want to come back here? What made you say I want to stay in South Florida? What is it that yeah. makes you still want to be yeah. part of this scene? Well, for me, I mean, my life and my family are here. Okay. And for me, I mean, what's the point of being successful somewhere else if I don't have anybody to share it with? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's certainly parts of the Midwest that I I loved. I, I loved. Um, I love Chicago. Chicago is my favorite city mm-hmm. in, in the country, and I loved Detroit. Have you been to Detroit? Yeah, no, no, I've been. To I think Detroit. you would re- you would really yeah, enjoy Detroit. I agree. Detroit, Maybe in summer. Uh, did, uh, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> I don't, I don't, uh, as a rule, the Midwest Detroit summer. is one I don't of these places that you know people have a total misconception okay. about Detroit. Yeah. Uh, it's really gritty, but yeah. it has like a great like culture and art scene. But you know, I. I don't know. I'm I'm from here, and yeah. you know you know what's really interesting is that prior to moving to the Midwest, I kind of went through a phase. I don't know if everybody goes through a, that phase. I hate Miami. I'm so over Miami. Yeah, does. screw yeah. Miami. Ugh, I hate this place. People are rude. Blah blah blah. When I was in, in Michigan, yeah. I was like, I'm from Miami. I love Miami. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like the cultural representative. <laughs> but I think that of just, Miami. but that's like, well, you know, that's the old adage of like, you know, I can make fun of my family, but you better not make fun of my yeah. family, you know? Yeah. And, and I think it's very I similar missed to that. Miami so much mm-hmm. when I was in, in the Midwest in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And I loved Michigan. I, I loved living there. Mm-hmm. It was a great experience. But I, I didn't realize I was going to miss Miami as much as I did that. I started watching Univision. Oh. <laughs> Damn! In the Midwest, you're trying to I get started what he was doing. He was the reason their ratings tripled <laughs> in, in, in that one day. Yes. <laughs> so you know, because that's who you are. That's and how, okay, so how do you? This is another thing that I I ask you this because it comes across my head when I'm trying to like build my audience and talk to my people. How do you address a Latino who is like? the majority, which is Mexican and stuff like that. Like, I have friends of mine that are leaving Miami, 
mm-hmm. and they're go- moving to like North Carolina, South Carolina, mm-hmm. Virginia, and the vast majority of the Latin population there is Central American. Mm-hmm. It's right. not like here in Miami where right. the vast majority is South American because of proximity so much closer, right? right? right. So how do you how do you talk to their story because they still have the same story we have, right. but it's with a different flavor. You know, it's like how, how hmm. what's the what's the how do you try to how do you address that if do you try to address that or you just say this is my version and i'm going to talk to you about it through my version and hope you you understand it through this version of I mine i think there's a there's just a commonality at the end of the day you okay. know there's there's nuances like for instance i, I was in new york for a couple of years and you know i met puerto ricans mexicans yeah. you know venezuela etc 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 and, you know, on the base of it, sometimes, you know, you're in a situation, you kind of all just look at each other and go like, white people, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, like, so there's that. But it's, you know, it's something as simple as, you know, we call it la chancleta. Yeah. Mexicans is la chancla. Yeah. The right. other one is, you know, but it's the same thing. Yeah. The experience is the same. Mexicans call it, what is it? A hey. job, a la, la, la chamba. La chamba. Yeah. You know, yeah. just... It's a different word, but it's the same thing. It's the same experience. We all celebrate Kingses. Right. Yeah. 16. We celebrate yeah. Kingses. We sweet all have, 16. you know. How did that happen? Uh, yeah, it's like sweet 16. It's, you know, it's hotter down there. We mature faster. We ripen quicker. <laughs> yeah, it's, but I'm um, saying, how did everybody decide on, like, at 15, you have to have this party? Like, across the entire South America and Central America. I mean, it, it really that's is It really is what they call here a debutante ball. I yeah, mean, That's exactly. really what it is. Like sweet 16. Um, so, yeah. I, I just think I've always found interesting that it's like, off one year. I mean, I, I don't know who created that rule. Because you know that we're yeah, adelantado. Well, you, you know, you know, you know or you know what? I mean, I don't know. This be fact. Back in maybe, the day, maybe though, back man. in the day, the mortality rate was higher at yeah, a younger age, and you had to get married sooner. A year counts. Yeah, you had to get married like when you were like yeah, eighteen, you know, nineteen. Yeah. The, the, the mortality that. rate was a little bit. Uh, well, yeah, the, the the age of the death age was a little lower, so it's age, like shit. We can't wait to sixteen. No, at fifteen, she's a woman. Let's get her married. You know, so that's crazy, knows? man. But, but that's what it comes down to. Is I think if we tried specifically on our podcast, if we tried to appeal to a Mexican audience mm-hmm. or a Venezuelan or a Colombian no, not audience, appeal, but I mean, would, like, no, no, right, right. Yeah. But I'm saying, but to reach them, you know, if we tried to reach them by mm-hmm. saying, oh, we're gonna try to sound like you, not necessarily mm-hmm. accent wise, but just you know, say your experiences, it would be inauthentic. And I think yeah. that's one of the reasons that people have found us across the board. I mean, we have listeners in freaking Cambodia. Cambodia. I don't know how that happened in Cambodia. Cambodia. Obviously, shout out Cambodia. there's a shout out Cambodia. <laughs> but obviously, there's a commonality to our experiences that is reaching people. That's cool, we, man. We all celebrate kings and we have big, loud families. Yeah. That's and we crazy, love greasy man. food. That's crazy. Do you guys try to uh, hyper-focus one thing over the other, like food or like music or something like that? We no, haven't, I, we haven't had anybody no, who's music think, on the show. I think that look when we talk about, especially, well, not in, not only in current events, but even in the interviews, we bring in the like Hispanic factor a bit into it because we'll say something like, "Oh well," because you know my loud family mm-hmm. or something, or like, "Oh my god, what's your favorite?" Something that we talked about or... one time that kind of blew my mind was that I was. Uh, this was when I was in the Midwest. Okay, I was talking. To a few friends of mine, girls mm-hmm. um, that were very good friends of mine up there, and they were talking about some guy, and they said something along the lines that, "Oh, you know, he's like 25 and he lives at home with his parents. He's such a loser." Yeah. And I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "At home, 
you live with your parents until you got married. Yeah. Or you're <laughs> like, you know, you're just too old. If you're like, 25 and you're going to college or whatever, going to school, you're not going to college. you live with your parents. Like, yeah. what do you mean? Like, he's 25. And, and that, I mean, it sounds stupid yeah. that we're talking about this, but that is like one of those cultural things that blew my mind because that for like Hispanic and Latino yeah. culture, that's so normal. You yeah, live at home. It. Uh, you live at home until you got married, or well, know, until you reach a certain age. Yeah. Much time. later, but definitely not twenty. They always think that it's, that it's just like a little awkward to have sex in your twin bed. Yeah, yeah, it's. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. Like, <laughs> what's up with parents still thinking that like la niña la princesa coming home at four in the morning when she's like twenty six? Yeah. like bueno. man, like la princesa, like yo, listen, you need to take that princesa. She need to get the fuck out. Got it. home late from the ball. Okay, yeah. Yeah. every <laughs> night, fucking yo, la princesa going to fucking. Mad parties. So princess Tani Levin, no hola. La princess Tani Levin. So yeah, like when you when you have those commonalities, dude, is is it hard for you to like is it hard for you to say, I don't wanna I don't because I personally I don't want to accentuate my Hispanicness, but I just talk the way I talk and yeah. I can't yeah. just like it's who we are. But like the other day I saw this advertising for Lyft, I don't want to give Lyft a fucking shout out, but it was a, the worst advertising in the fucking world. It was like, oh, did you know that? It, it, literally, a, a billboard in downtown Miami says, did you know that you spent over, I don't know, like 300 hours in your car or some shit? That's loco. And I'm like, come on, oh, Lyft. Thank you, like, thank, you, thank you for touching me. Fuck this. you, yeah. Lyft. Like, yeah. I felt like saying, fuck you, Lyft, for that stupid shit. Yeah. Like, I, I know I'm Hispanic. One? I don't speak like that, and that, that doesn't oh. speak to me. So, but like, how do I speak is the question. Hello. So I the work word in, caliente. Yeah, so I work, caliente. I, I work in advertising, and that is my biggest pet peeve of like, I know what you're trying to do. I, But you did I it give badly. You, <laughs> I give you props for, for even acknowledging that it is a target demographic that you mm-hmm. need to speak to. You know what? I'm going to give you that credit. But that to me shows that you have absolutely nobody of color yeah. on your team. None of us brown people. No brown people <laughs> on your team. Yeah. And it goes back to like what you were just saying about now about the Caliente thing. You know, it's one of our biggest pet peeves, which is Spanglish is almost its own language yeah. and you have to know how to speak. Well, the name of our show is yeah, pero, pero, let pero Let Me Tell You. Why? Because if you speak Spanglish, nine times out of ten, you're replacing the word but with pero. Yeah. You know, many times when we're talking amongst each other, we'll just be like, yeah, no, I was at the store, but no, you don't say at the store, but you say, I was at the store, pero es que then, you know. Yeah. That's Spanglish. It's yeah. the nuances. We don't just pick the one word that English-speaking people know yeah. and translate it for their benefit. Mm-hmm. That's not Spanglish. Oh, we're so excited about this fiesta. This fiesta. Uh, oh, my the God. The fiesta is going to be very caliente. It's so caliente. Like, I oh hope I took God. a siesta today. God. Like, no, you sound like you're having a stroke. Oh, my God. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, shut up. You, you're ruining my language. Yeah, exactly. I find it insulting. I find it insulting again. and hilarious at the same time. You know, it, you would think that they got it by now, but... No. It's, it's a bad one. Like, like God bless them. They're trying. Yeah, but they are, they are trying. I mean, the, the, everybody's aware that we're a growing majority in terms, and people want to like hone in on us and talk to us. Um, I myself want to learn how to talk to like my like millennial Hispanic more, you know. But I know that it's like no. not millennial, but okay. you have to start like my my people who are my age, people like you guys, yeah. like people who grew up here, like with the same experience. Like I want to talk to them. To you know what? I That's just think thing. I'm gonna make a very bold statement here. Really? Because you're always so subtle. I think <laughs> I think that has to do with the the culture of the I don't want to say U.S. society, but like of the government of the country of everything. Okay. I don't think the United States really gives a shit about 
Latins. I okay. I really don't think they do because, for example, and whether it's racist or something, I, I don't know if you want to get this yeah. serious on yeah. this interview. You know, whenever there's, ty- you know, you know, mass murder, genocide, whatever in Europe, which is terrible. I mean, because yeah. I've I've cried over Syria. Yeah. You know, I've, I've even posted it on my own personal yeah. um, Instagram. Yeah. You know how it kills you to see those images. Yeah. So rightfully so. But that is something that gets a lot of coverage in the United States, mm-hmm. which it should. Mm-hmm. When do they ever talk about anything Venezuela. like that going on in the in Latin America, Never. which is right there? I mean, in Venezuela, what what continues to happen in Venezuela? You know that young people are being murdered by the government; they're starving, mm-hmm. and that gets absolutely no coverage. Or if it does get coverage, it's like a little little byline yeah. at like the yeah. bottom of the page. Last year, when when last year when the Venezolanos se tiraron para la calle, remember that in Caracas? I I purposely I went on like CNN, Fox News, NBC, you know, all the major news outlets. I'm like, I want to see where they put Venezuela, and none of them had it as like a top because they don't. It's not a fold because it's not a. It's not yeah, like you said, they don't really care. To be honest with you, they don't care. Like they dominate it. So it's like something that they have under control and they don't really care. Like yeah. as long as those people can't reach here, like they give a shit when there's a caravan coming, you know, yeah. it's like, oh, there's a caravan, the caravan, the fucking caravan. There's, like, there's a weird level of optics to it because many countries in South America are considered third world or yeah. third world-ish, mm-hmm. but they don't look third world-ish. Like Angelina Jolie going to, you know, one of the countries in Africa with a child in the middle of the dust bowl. Yeah. You know, that's third that, world dish. That's third world. But if she goes to Caracas, it's like, oh, but there's like a Starbucks on the corner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. it's so there's no I, they don't know how to they don't know how to sell it. I, I don't know to, if to it's ignorance, I don't know if it's racism, I don't know what it is, but I just feel that like Latin American issues are not covered and not they're not relevant to US. But how do media. okay, but how do us as Latin Americans how do we address that? How do we get that by in the starting, forefront? By starting a podcast that highlights the Hispanic experience. I think now with what we were talking earlier, now that we are becoming the majority yeah. and we're first, second generation, yeah. now we're shedding light to yeah. that because we're also in the position, many of us are in the position of power. Many of us, because you know we were raised or born here, mm-hmm. they will listen to us. Mm-hmm. You know, um, So I think that now maybe the pendulum is going to change. But up to now, well, even now, it's it's yeah, but it's, then you might end up with assholes like Ted Cruz, you know? Like, come on, man, what is this guy all about? This beer bottle in front of me is more Hispanic <laughs> than Ted Cruz. I mean, his name is Ted Cruz. His you know dad what? came here from Cuba, bro. This guy's literally like yeah, first gener. He's yeah, but he's Canadian. He's Canadian. Canadian, yeah. He's Canadian. Ponle la tapa pomo he's Canadian. Okay, like I mean, we love Canadians. Yeah, we love you, Canada. But what I'm saying Canada. is, you sit Shout him here Canada. with us with a Spanglish back and forth, <laughs> yeah. and ese tipo tendría una cara de perdido. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, he's so. awful. Yeah. So I mean, but like that's the thing. These are us. Like the rise of Hispanics doesn't necessarily correlate with the rise of Hispanic values that have come from the old country because the yeah. the, the values that come from the old country are like work hard. Put in work, you're gonna get your 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 prize. Like keep your head down, be humble. Right. Those are that, those but, are things that you're. But taught. I also think that with what you're saying in terms of politicians, mm-hmm. that politicians have to walk a fine line because they have to appeal to their Hispanic yeah. constituents, yeah. right? But then they have to also appeal to the white man. Can I say something that I think is a little maybe a little controversial? Mm-hmm. I think what happened with Hispanics in this country, to a degree, is something a little interesting. Is to your point. 
the big sw- the first big swath that, that came into this country were Mexican. Yeah. And I feel like when that first those first couple of waves came in, their desire was so strong to assimilate mm-hmm. that Hispanics almost in some weird way through those first generations probably lost a very significant foothold that could have been built upon because I feel like in the last maybe like 30, 40, 50 years or so is when you've started to really see that. No, I'm Latino. I'm Hispanic. Hispanic. I'm Latinx. And so unfortunately, because there was that pressure to conform, to assimilate to, you know what? I'm Gonzalez, but I, I pronounce things Mariposa as opposed to Mariposa. You know what I mean? Like even though this entire city has Hispanic street names, I'm going to anglicize my pronunciation Mm -hmm. because I don't want to stand out. And I think that unfortunately, because of that pressure that they felt, we've lost time that, that we're, that we're not trying to make up. I hadn't thought about it that way, but yeah, that, that could, that's pretty nuts, man. Yeah. So where do you guys see your show going um, from this point forward, man? Well, the next stop is a Grammy. <laughs> um, spoken word, obviously. You guys are coming up on your first year. You're already uh, you're angling yeah. around. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 gonna and you guys are growing steadily. Um, you have a good a good uh, a good amount of following and people like and, like your stuff. I love you your stuff for all of the support you've yes. given us. Because yes. you guys are awesome. You guys, you you have been a huge supporter of us from the beginning, and you know you're always giving us shout outs you, and bro. you're always helping promote things, and that's the kind of thing ultimately. You know, we can talk about goals and what we want to do and how big we want to get, but ultimately, I think what we really want to do is continue to foster that sense of community. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do, man. And I thank you for that because I think you give it to us and we hopefully give it back to not only yourself, but to I don't even expect anything bad. I just want people to put on. I just want people to get on. But if, but, but I, but I hope that we, we pay it forward. Yeah. You know, and I think that's so important. You're real. real. No, no, but you know what, though? I think we talked about this um, off the record when we recorded our episode with you. Yeah, listeners, we recorded about like an hour with Darwin, but then we spent like a good two hours talking off the record. Yeah. Um, You know, what we have found, which I guess is a microcosm of, you know, life as well, is that, you know, there's a lot of people that we've reached out to that don't give us a time of day Mm -hmm. because, you know, they're influencers. Mm -hmm. And then there's other people that are very successful, that are very much the influencer, you know, very established that have. Mm-hmm. And it's just really funny how, you know, there's... How it plays out. Yeah, how it plays yeah. out. Yeah, I've experienced that too. It's just like, I just let everybody just play their own lane. It's like everybody wants to play a lane and do their thing. I'm not trying to look down on you for doing what you want to do. No, no, you, you don't feel, owe me anything. You don't exactly. owe me anything. I don't owe you anything. So when I do something, it's like I'm happy because I'm doing it. You know, yeah. so it's like I'm doing something that makes me happy. And I feel it's probably the same thing with you guys with your podcast. Even if you bring somebody who might not be like the most known or something like that, you want to know their story. Of course. So it's like Everybody. just that is rewarding upon itself, just finding out that story and recording. Just because it. you're not known doesn't mean you're not interesting. Right. Exactly. And, and what we, we say this at the end of every episode we say, listen, laugh, and learn. Yeah. Because we're very. F- well, I like to think we're funny, yeah. you know. And we talk well, I've been about called the comic relief in one of the reviews on iTunes. Okay, so. he's a comic, comic relief. relief. Yeah. We I'll keep it, it. We keep it light many times. We're silly, but you know, we talk about, as we said, yeah. also very thought provoking yeah. things. Um, you know, and hopefully in a way that people can relate to and kind of digest. Well, actually, that was when we started this, and we were kind of thinking about how we were going to do it. That was one of the things that him and I were very on the same page about. We mm-hmm. want to talk about hot topic things about, you know, current events yeah. about whether it's politics or culture or whatever. But we want to have a conversation as well, not only because we're friends, but mm-hmm. as two regular people would, because sometimes, you know, you turn on the, t- you know, the news and 
you want to know what's going on. And it's like all these pundits talking yeah. and all that, which you're kind of like, why am I even looking at yeah. this? I just want to know what's going on and you know how it affects me or how people around me are going to think about something. And you see all these people talking about things that aren't really relevant to the everyday person. So that's kind of what we've tried to do in... in no, you've accomplished it, man. You guys are doing it very well. I like the way you guys talk about the current events. You guys yeah. hit hot topics, you know. Um, you guys punch. When you guys hit those to hot topics, it's always really funny. You kind of are like comic relief because yeah. you always add like a funny tidbit and shit. Yeah. So no, I but, mean, but what I like about his comic relief is that because I'm more of like the straight man that yeah, I like right. to keep things, you know. But he he's funny and he's a comic relief, but he's also not an idiot. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. Right. Or, Who wants to listen to two guys just be like, and then this happened? Like, you know, I mean, that's... I, just drive off the road, you know. You know, because I'm not there talking about. You know, on the other, or I'm the not other there talking about like you know, Black Lives Matter. He's like, well, you know, Bozo's a clown. You know, it's right. like no, he he'll right. say funny he things. Probably but... wouldn't care though, because he did a lot of whiteface. Oh, Bozo the clown, whiteface. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so you know, <laughs> you're gonna lose all your sponsorships, bro. Don't talk about any kind of faces, yo. We'll just talk about our faces. Our so, faces, so. yes. Well, if anybody want to reach out to you, where can they reach out to you? Where can they uh, oh, listen to your stuff? Yeah, so I'm, uh, I feel like I'm opening the scroll of like 72 different scrolls. things. So we are on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And if you want to reach out to us, um, whether it just be to say, hi, how are you? Or I think you guys suck and here's why. Um, you can shoot us an email to podcast at gmail.com. And then, of course, we're also on Instagram. That's our big yeah. hub. Um, Facebook. At, at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. But mm -hmm. uh, let me tell you. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for coming on to the Que Wala podcast, oh, talking to us you. About, um, about your stuff, how you put it on for South Florida, how you put on for your through your podcast. Um, I hope nothing but like a bright future for you guys. You guys are really putting in work. Um, you guys drop how often? Every week? Every, every, week. every Friday. Every Friday. Every so Friday. you guys are definitely yeah. putting Hashtag in that work. Friday. Yeah. That's Every Friday, song, so there's there's a lot of pero. Let me tell you. <laughs> well, I mean, if we if we want to keep it current, we felt that that yeah, it has to be like yeah. So that's what's up, man. I appreciate you guys. I see you guys putting in work. And anybody wants to go, you could go listen to all the back pero. Let me tell you and catch up. Um, until next time, thank you so much for listening to the Kewala podcast. This is Darwin uh, Figueroa, the host. If you like it, share it with your friends. If you don't like it, share it with your enemies. Just share this shit. I peace. I love ya. So I want to really give a special thanks to DJ and Ish, the Pero Let Me Tell You podcast, guys. Thank you so much at Pero Let Me Tell You on IG. Thank you so much for coming on. Talk to us, letting us know what's popping off in your world, how you put it on and how you succeeding. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. If you love it, share it with your friends. And if you hate it, share it with your enemies. But just share this motherfucker, all right? It's your boy, D. Figueroa, Fresher Fresh Media. Holla at your boy till you see me in the street. Hasta la próxima. Cogelo con tequerisi. I love you guys. Peace. Okay, caballero. Thanks again for listening. I promise next week we will have a new episode. We've already got some things in the works. And nah, thanks again for coming back. And again, uh, DJ's not here, but hope you listened, laughed, and learned. And as always, do not forget your pastelito, croqueta, and jupiña. Okay, caballero. Bueno, see you next week. Bye.
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.